First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. I I'm gonna bank on a turnaround here. I am going to pick Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think that's the only other pick on the board that I think. I think after Russell Wilson, there it really drops a, off. There's a huge drop off here. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, you you guys know the logic. You, you think you're about to pick someone who's going to have more p- passing touchdowns than Russell Wilson, Pony? I think I, I think I could pick two, but I don't know what you're going to do. But I think I could still take two. Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, hmm. I feel like if he doesn't improve with this head coach, then his career might be basically over. They have talented receivers. Yes, Mike. I don't think you're going out on a limb and saying that. I know, I know. I feel like I need to justify every pick I'm making. I don't know why I feel this way. No, but saying it's a make or break year from Russell for Russell <laughs> Wilson is a yeah, that's not going like that's the most obvious thing that's been said here in the most 40 minutes. Yeah, he needs to be productive this year. And he could be. But my eyes tell me he was awful last year. I'm going to take a guy who will have zero rushing touchdowns, but is two years removed from a Super Bowl, has an offensive wizard of a coach, yep. Yep. and when healthy, has the best receiver in football, arguably. I'll take Matt Stafford. Okay. That makes sense. He was about my next guy on here. Danny, he was my next pick. You stole one of my two that I was thinking would have more touchdown passes than Wilson. See, that's fascinating. I, I think I would take Russell Wilson over Matt Stafford for touchdowns this year. Just bet, betting on, like, Sean Payton, diversity of weapons, a few rushing touchdowns. Yeah, but who looked better last year? Did Stafford look bad? I mean, he just – his team yeah, I mean, around had- him crumbled. He was no, hurt. he looks he looks pretty bad. He had an elbow injury. He had he was averaging like one passing touchdown. I think he had ten touchdowns in nine games. Yeah, he also had Cooper Cup get hurt though. I don't know. I just think it was just a year you flush down the toilet after they win the Super Bowl. Are the Rams tanking this season? No, no. I think they're gonna. I think I think they're a bounce back candidate. Actually, I'm gonna bet they're over. Hmm. Um. So this has put me in a quandary here. Because there's young quarterbacks and quarterbacks that I hate. But I'm going to do, I'm going to make one pick here that, I mean, if he plays 17 games and everybody thinks his coach is a genius, that this is tremendous value. And that's Purdy. Not a bad pick. Right? I mean, he's probably going to play week one. And everybody think the system is amazing and it doesn't matter who plays in it. And he threw a ton of touchdowns last year. So I'll roll you, the dice on the dude. You guys have step. been really, you guys have been really on this story. I'll echo the idea that the sort of disappearance of Trey Lance should be a bigger story than people are making. Like if you would ask me, if you just come to me, like if, if, if we're hanging out at a, at a bar in like late January, early February, and you came up to me and you were like, Hey Mike, uh, what do you think the 49ers are going to do a quarterback in 2023? Like pretend this is after Purdy got hurt or right before. I would have said, well, it's going to be a quarterback competition because it has to be because the guy was the number three pick in the draft. And look at what they gave him to get him. Instead, it's been like the you know conventional wisdom. Like now Brock Purdy somehow became the default, which fascinates me. 
I I want to book like the producer of NFL Live <laughs> and pitch him on this story. <laughs> it, it, it is insane to me. I don't really like if if I had a better relationship, if we had somebody who was a like a friend like Mike who was in San Francisco, I would put the person on the, on the show to, right the second I FaceTime them in to talk about it because it is mind boggling that Lance also apparently has been like dangled out there to every team in the league. And they're like, nah, we're good. I, I would trade for him. I would trade for him. If I'm a team that needed a quarterback with some upside. Of course. But also like what Schefter said on McAfee last week, I know I said it when, when Nick was on, but like also didn't get any play like that. They traded up thinking it was Mac Jones. And then Kyle Shanahan fell for Trey Lance in the evaluation. So the the offensive wizard fell for the quarterback prospect, and now he's just been like, eh, yeah. forget about it. I'm good with Brock Purdy. It's bizarre. It's insane. I mean, imagine well, trading three first-round picks to move up for Mac Jones. Like, I don't know if there's been a move like that in my lifetime of following professional sports. So I I'll take so they'd, they'd so, all be fired if the rest of the team wasn't so damn good. Yeah, so I'll and, take and Purdy, they weren't that good. I'll take Purdy and see where it gets me. Not, and I'm not a fan of his, but I'll just at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, it's reasonable. Take a shot. And then the other one I'll do is just Packers voodoo magic with quarterbacks and go with Love. Ugh. And can I get Jordan Love, Christian Watson, and the gang to get me 20 plus touchdowns? Now that he's the guy there and like looked good in a half against the Eagles. And now the brain trust there is convinced that they struck gold again with a quarterback. It's not that long ago, by the way, where love was in the same exact spot as Lance, where it looked like Rogers was going to play there into his forties and love was just going to die on the vine and teams could trade for him and nobody wanted to do it. So. I think it makes sense. And now that puts Danny in a very interesting spot because I think this is this is a throwing dart session for the rest of this draft. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the question that I asked right before the draft of like it's not just who leads it, it's it's aggregate. Like you you need guys that are gonna start games. Yep. So I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but Start comes with the asterisk of is he going to play 17 games because he's made out of paper mache. Okay, but like the other guys on the board right now. Oh, no doubt, man. Yeah, they're, like, they're I would... like quarterback competitions. They're rookies. They might not play the whole year. They sure. play an injury-prone style of football also. Yeah. Like, at yeah. least I know that this guy, when he plays, averages like 1.8 touchdowns per game. And he's got you know Devontae I mean? Adams, and he's got a coach that he gets along with for sure. Yeah, I think I think I think Garoppolo's like the only pick on the board here at this point. It's reasonable. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> no, I think it's a very I, I said that weird. I think it's a very reasonable selection here. How he many just, more he, picks do we have? Where are we at? I think we have three left per, or at least I think I have three left. Ugh. Because I've got seven. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. So you've got two. All right, two so I got here. two here. 
Oh my okay. god, we got all this is this is not good. Yeah, now, now we're really in the throwing darts. All right. All right, I'll reset it real quick. Mike has Mahomes, Lawrence, Rogers, Watson, Carr, Dak, and Wilson. I've got Burrow, Hertz, Cousins, Goff, Fields, Geno, and Stafford. Pony has Allen, Herbert, Tua, Lamar, Pickett, Jones, Purdy, and Love. So I have two picks here. Yes, sir. Okay. The first one, kind of like with the Garoppolo theory, I'm going to go with Mac Jones. They have to find out what they have in Mac Jones or don't have by January of 2024. Yep. So they added Mike Jasicki, who I like. They could add. I I do. (laughs) Do you not like him? (laughs) I I just didn't expect I'd get an, an opinion on him. Uh, I know Juju's a little banged up. I added him. They could add Hopkins. Uh, it's funny to me, like Bill O'Brien's being treated there. Like he's basically Don Coriel because of what came before him. And I just think they got to figure out what they have in Mac. I don't think that, you know, uh, Bailey Zappi is going to play. So I'll go with Mac Jones first. Uh, and then I feel like I got to do a higher upside play because the only thing Mac Jones can do is basically play 17 games and somehow throw 25 passing touchdowns at, most uh i you know what i'm gonna go with bryce young here damn <laughs> I, would that... ta- I would have taken him okay here's my quick logic here i like frank reich i think he's a good coach uh you know thomas brown got some head coaching interviews elsewhere receiving core is okay i suppose marshall chark uh they did add thielen and that sounds Bryce... like a terrible receiving core. What are you talking about? <laughs> Marshall was, was a pretty good player in college. Thielen's a nice veteran addition. <laughs> there's no one. The one's yeah, in Chicago. No one. <laughs> uh, they added Miles Sanders. There's no pressure. Uh, I, you know, Bryce, if he can stay healthy, I'm going to – I just think – I think Bryce is special. Uh, I like him a lot. And so it's always fun to have a rookie on your fantasy team or whatever. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I would have taken him. I guess I'll take Desmond Ritter. Okay. I know he's a starter. He's got what yep. we- he's got weapons. They probably are going to run the ball a lot, but if Bijan is Marshall Falk, that means he'll also catch some. He should be able to throw screen passes to dome. And it's the man, eight- there's been a lot of indoor stadium points <laughs> yeah. made on this podcast. <laughs> yes. As if that just magically transforms <laughs> quarterbacks into good players. Good Love Lord. the indoor stadiums. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't make a passionate defense of Desmond Ritter here, but you're not. I'll- you're not. But good. Good. I'll, <laughs> I'll take him. Go ahead, Pony. Take two quarterbacks. All right. So I am going to take Anthony Richardson with this next pick and thank God for rushing touchdowns. And it just seems like everything that's come out of Indianapolis is that they're going to let him play this year. Immediately. Yes. That they're going to give him a shot from day one. I don't like that. That would be insane. I know because he's what 13 starts in college. You you Um, look at his, you look at his game logs at Florida and they're just like so wildly up and down. Yep. Completion percentage, yards, touchdowns, picks, all of it. I would agree with that, Mike. So he's my first pick. Then I've got it narrowed narrowed down to three other guys that I would consider taking. But this is (laughs) going to be my last pick. 
I don't have three in my queue. I can tell you that right so, now. <laughs> so here are the three guys, and here's the logic and why I'm going to narrow it down to one. I've got Stroud, Tannehill, and Kyler Murray still on my board. I don't know when Kyler Murray's going to play, so I'm going to cross him out. Tannehill, I think, is in a weird situation where it's going to require the, the Titans getting off to a good start because if they don't, I think there's going to be pressure from ownership to play Levis there to see what he's got. So I think if I draft Tannehill, I might get five games. I might get eight games. If they're good, I get the whole season, but I don't want to bank on that. I just think even if healthy, he's probably not going to play the whole year. So process of elimination, I got to play. I got to take Stroud. I just think Stroud's going to end up among guys that I'm convinced are going to be starting quarterbacks this year. I think he's going to play the most games. So I'm going to roll the dice on him, even though I don't feel really good about the situation and what he might be able to do this year. But I think I'm going to get right. Mike, I mean, is he? That, he was the guy in my queue. I mean, yeah, he was there. Is how many? Do you think he'll start week one? I think he has to start week one. Right. So I, then I don't think they can roll out. Davis I got Mills. a seventeen-week starter with my last pick. Yeah, and he does have. I know people are unsure about the situation, but one th- one thing that CJ does have is he has two tackles who are. I think I think it's one of the best tackle combinations in football, which should help him stay healthy because he's a pure pocket guy. So I think I think it's a logical selection. Obviously, the receiving core is about the weakest in football. Like his best target is probably his tight end Dalton Schultz, is what I would say. Ugh. Well, there was a guy that so so Stroud would have been my pick. Yep. But I would not have had the other guys on the board because of what you said. Kyle Trask is a zero. Yeah, but they're not treating him like one there, which makes me nervous. That's why I didn't think about Baker. But, dude, he's a zero. Baker is better than Kyle Trask. That was a bad second-round pick. Very bad. Yeah, I am agreeing with, like, I, I will take Baker and say that he will be able to beat out Kyle Trask and they still have some receiver talent, and they'll be trailing in a ton of games. And if he stays healthy, he might have 17 touchdowns this year. So I'll take Baker Mayfield simply by like I think if he was on any other team in the league, he'd probably lose out in a quarterback battle at some point. But I don't think there's any scenario in which he's worse than Kyle Trask. So I'll take Baker. Mike? I'm- I'm going to finish Mr. it Relevant. out. Yes. So I don't know if I was going to go in this direction, but Pony's logic on Stroud versus Tannehill convinced me that I'm going to go with Sam Howell here to finish out. Like if you're the Washington commanders uh, going into this season, well, they'll have the ownership change. They got to figure out what they have or don't in Sam Howell. There's zero point in playing Jacoby Brissett. So second year quarterback. And I, I think objectively you look at the talent around him, like, they got receivers. McLaurin is a legitimate number one. Dotson's the legitimate starter. They still got Samuel. They got a couple of good running backs. Um, offensive line seems okay. I'll go with Sam Howell under the idea that they got to figure out what they have in him, which means more starts, which means more possible touchdown passes. And, and he's a good athlete too. 
I don't really understand why Brissett signed there. Like I didn't get that you, either. When you like this is kind of like we're 58 minutes into this, so I can feel I feel okay making this point at this juncture of the podcast. Like if you're Brissett, I like or I, let me actually flip it. I don't understand why Washington would want Brissett. Like if you if you sign Brissett, he was good enough last year in Cleveland where I would think if I'm Howell, I'm looking over my shoulder. Whereas if Brissett had signed with like the Colts or the Panthers or somebody like that, he could have started at the beginning of the year. You could have looked at how it went with him and then made a decision off of how he played. When do we put Anthony Richardson in? When do we put Bryce Young in? Whatever. Instead, you have a late round quarterback who has a semi-productive quarterback behind him and a coach who might feel like, screw it, like, I know that Brissett's probably better than Howell and I'm not going to be patient here. So that's just, to me, a recipe for disaster. I'm sorry, I dozed off when you were talking about Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> I, I think Pony raises a good point. Like, there are teams that have injury questions with their starter to where Brissett played well enough in those first, what, six, eight games in Cleveland, it would have made more sense for them to sign him and for him to sign at some place like that. He's a, he's a plus backup quarterback in this league. That can be valuable at times. Well, he might even be one of the 30 best quarterbacks in this league. He was last year. He definitely was last year. All right. So if he's, in, in, and if he's in Seattle, I think he puts up better numbers than Geno Smith. Okay. This year. <laughs> my my sixth round pick? Yes. All right. I think that Twitter is going to like Mike's team the best, Pony's team second, and my team third. And I think you guys are going to be buying me steak dinner. Pony had Allen, Herbert, Tua, Lamar, Pickett, Jones, Purdy, Love, Richardson, and Stroud. I had Burrow, Hurts, Cousins, Goff, Fields, Geno, Stafford, Jimmy G, Ritter, and Baker. Mike had Mahomes, Lawrence, Rogers, Watson, Carr, Dak, Wilson, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, and Sam Howell. Mike, thanks for being on the show, man. Mike, I enjoyed appreciate it. you, brother. <laughs>